All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the controversy with Laquita Middleton. I am your host, Laquita Middleton, and let's go ahead and get right into it. What are we talking about today? We are talking about this thing called virtual learning. Write it down in your notebook, type it up in your memo on your phone. We are talking about virtual learning. So going back to give a little context for any of you who have been sleeping under a rock, let me tell you, we are in this virtual learning space all across our country because of the pandemic of coronavirus. Many of you will not stay in the house. You will not avoid these large gatherings. So we (laughs) cannot send our children back to school in the physical space. However, we are in this virtual learning space. So let's talk about some of the controversy that has been going on online. First, we're going over to Twitter, okay? I will not release this person's name or her user handle, but over the past few weeks, this topic has been very, very hot, okay? You have your child set up in a particular part of the house where they have their desk or their table, they have their laptop, they have their hotspot, they have any books that they may have for um, any of their classes, they have their notebook and their pen or pencil, they are ready. However, while they are on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever type of learning management system that your school district is on, the child is eating a full breakfast, okay? During class, this child is eating. So is there a problem with that? Is there a problem with a child eating online while that child is in class? Some say, oh, yes, that is wrong. But many more people say it is not wrong. So let's talk about this controversy. So you have a child eating during class. During the regular school year, when we are in the classroom and most districts across the country, eating is not allowed. Kids will argue, teachers up and down all day, every day, have meetings with this person and that person, have parents coming to school, calling teachers, you know, going off because their kid cannot eat in the classroom. However, what I have told my students many a times, the one time that an ant or a series of ants or a roach, (laughs) or a bunch of roaches come into the classroom or down the hall, the first thing that students will say is that, oh, you all are nasty. You all have a nasty school. Oh, that's why I don't want to go to the school. However, comma, what they forget is that those ants and those roaches and other little critters will come into the classroom because they are searching for the food that they always smell in the classroom from kids actually eating in the classroom. Okay. So of course, no, we are not in um, live schools. Hopefully not. (laughs) There are many schools across the country who are in school at various, various um, levels, I will say, but for the most part, most of us are doing online learning. So In this online learning process, we are experiencing a time that we've never experienced before. 
We've never experienced this. We don't know how it goes. We don't know um, a lot of the details or the ins and outs of it. As I mentioned to my students this morning, it's like in all of my living, I've never had to experience online learning and being forced to do it in such a manner. Okay. But we have to understand that in this whole um, unfamiliar territory, we are trying to simulate normalcy as much as possible. So when you are sitting in front of your computer and you are a student, you are still expected to abide by the rules of the school. So if the rules of the school says, okay, there is no eating while we are in class and while you're on camera, then eating should not take place. But then what makes this particular tweet a whole lot worse is that while the student was eating on camera, the teacher mentioned something to the student about putting the food away. And then the mom came on and clocked out on the teacher about the child being at home. And if he's hungry while he is at home, he is going to get something to eat while he is at home. The problem with that, let's talk about the controversy. Now, there, there is a power struggle between the parent and the teacher that is being displayed in front of everybody else's children. So my classes right now average out to be about 30 kids per class, 30 students in one class, maybe 20 students per class. However, that communication should not have happened while that parent was, I mean, while the teacher was online teaching everybody else's children. And this is another thing that I have told my parents over and over again, year after year in my years of teaching is that I understand that your concern is your child. However, I am not only responsible for your child, I am responsible for everybody's children in this particular classroom. So if your child is doing something that takes away from that, then yes, I will have that conversation with you. That conversation with that parent will not happen in front of everybody else's children. It will happen off to the side in a secondary meeting. It will happen via text. If we need to make a phone call, we will have a phone call. If we need to make a video call, we will have that video call. And even if we have to meet at the school, not during this time, because, you know, I'm not trying to get coronavirus too cute for that. But, <laughs> but, you know, however we need to communicate one-on-one -on -one, adult to adult, that's what we need to do. And even if that parent did not allow, I mean, did not like what the teacher said, that parent is allowed to have their own feeling. However, when you are displaying that type of response in front of everybody else's kids, that puts that whole situation in jeopardy. That whole situation in jeopardy, kids would have started recording. People, kids would have gone home and, well, no, they were already at home, but they would have just started opening up and started um, saying, oh, well, she said this and she said that and just making things a lot bigger than normal. This could have all been prevented had that parent woke up earlier and fixed her child something to eat before class started, before class started. And one of the things that I know that I tell my students' parents is that I understand that your child may need a little pick-me-up here and there. 
However, we have designated times during the school day where children are able to eat if they're hungry. When they come to school first thing in the morning, they're able to eat breakfast at school. They can bring their own breakfast and eat in the cafeteria or they can eat the school food and, you know, I don't know about y'all. <laughs> school food, it depends on your school and your school district, whether the food is good, but that food is actually there and it's provided for students during that time. Right now, we are not in the school building. We're not. However, that child is at home. Yes, that child is at home. And yes, I did say it. However, there is a time before the school day starts where that child should have breakfast. Next, there are times throughout the day where children can have um, a quick pick-me-up snack. After class, there's usually a five to 10 minute period of transition from one class to the next. A child can, you know, pick up a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich or a biscuit and just, you know, take a few bites out of it. Go ahead and eat that sandwich in five minutes and then be ready to get started with their next class. So I think that one of the things that we kind of that we kind of get to the point of thinking is that we have to allow all of these expectations to go unmet because we know our kids and this is the right way. And when I grew up, this is how it was. And, and I look at what I did and what I was able to do. However, we are dealing with a different age, different kids in a different age. Now we're dealing with having a virtual learning environment, one that none of us actually prepare for. So we have to still meet those same academic benchmarks that we would have had inside of the school. And nobody wants to use the excuse of, oh, well, my baby was hungry, so I told him to go ahead and eat, and he ate um, during first period, and now um, at the end of the school year or at the end of the term, your child has a full stomach, however, your child did not pass that particular class because their focus was more on having something to eat because they were hungry at that time of day. So one of the things I want to just put out there to you guys, hey, stop making excuses for poor behavior. Stop making excuses for poor behavior. That goes for everybody in this particular environment. We're not going to sit and allow students to not meet those academic expectations, those behavioral expectations. Because at the end of the day, we still have to take unit exams. We have to pass those. A lot of teachers across the country, they are um, rated or evaluated, I will say, based upon what their children and their students are able to do academically. And they look at those unit exam scores. And if you see little Bobby, making uh, 50s and 40s and 30s, and the parent comes to you, the administration comes to you, talk to you about little Bobby, and your genuine response is, oh, yes, I wanted to um, talk to him about it. However, his mom was so upset that I stopped him from eating in class that she would not engage me in a conversation that was fruitful about her child's learning. After all of this um, conversation going back and forth and negative vibes going here and there and this tension that was going all across the environment here, little Bobby didn't learn anything except that he can get away with poor behavior. 
into his mom, his dad, his parents, his family. He's won. However, in the grander scheme of things, little Bobby has lost because little Bobby does not know that content. And one thing that we know about in education, if you have a bad school year, it's going to be harder to kind of play catch up when you make it to that next year. Another thing that I want to kind of drop on you guys, I'm dropping, I'm dropping all of this on you guys. It's still under the same topic. I want to drop this on you. This is... <laughs> I saw another image on Twitter, and I don't know if this was the teacher who posted it or maybe um, another student or a parent or whatever, but it was a post of, <laughs> if you've ever seen, I'll start it off like this. If you've ever seen a Zoom session where you have multiple people on the call, a lot of little squares will come up on the screen. A lot of squares will come up on the screen, and if the person has a camera on, it will show their um, their faces, their pictures, whatever they have up there. They may choose a little fancy little background, <laughs> you know, design or decoration in, the, in their background. So you'll be able to technically just see them, right? Okay, but then um, if you don't have your picture on there, it will um, show like your profile pic. On there, so I have a cute little one. Like I'm laughing and, and talking at the same time, but you know, you just, you just have to see it. It's cute. <laughs> but on this particular Twitter post, I literally just saw this about probably about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I saw this image of a person's Zoom session, and it had multiple faces on there of the different kids in a classroom, and then in one of the um, one of the little squares on this Zoom or whatever um, system this was, a little boy was literally getting his haircut during class. He was getting his haircut with no mask, of like very close to this barber who's actually cutting his hair. So, of course, if you've ever had your hair done as a lady, you know, if you've ever had your hair cut as a guy or even vice versa, hey, <laughs> you know, they have to be very, very close to you. So he's um, in class with someone holding the phone to him uh, while he's getting his hair cut. And the only thing you can see in the image is the barber standing over him and cutting his hair. So, um, what was really surprising about this photo, cause I don't know who took the photo. I don't know the school or the district or the kids in anybody in the photo. It was just a really, really, um, crazy, I'll say photo because this is the respect that education has. This student is in a classroom. However, they are not doing their work. They are prioritizing, excuse me, they are prioritizing how they look versus what information is in their head. And I won't put this on the child because, of course, the child was under 18. So we're not putting any type of blame on that particular child. However, let's go over to the parents like I talked about a few minutes ago. In what world does it make sense to defy the orders of this pandemic that we're going through 
and take your child to a barber shop to get their hair cut. Your child does not have on a mask, does not have on gloves, any type of protective gear besides the, the big cape that they have to wear to protect their clothes from, um, you know, the hair or any type of materials that are put onto um, the hair during this whole process. So outside of that, what is this child learning during this particular time? And let me just, while I put that on you, let me just say that the phone was not really close to him. It was like maybe back a little bit, maybe about four feet away from the, um, four to six feet. Well, I'll say four to five feet away from the um, the little boy while he was getting his haircut. But the little boy did not have a computer in his hand. He did not have notebook and paper in his hand. He did not have a phone in his hand where if he didn't have his computer, he could access that particular Zoom session or team session or, you know, whatever video conferencing se um, session that his class was using. He was not doing that. He was sitting there getting his haircut. So everything that his teacher taught during that time, he had no clue about what his teacher was talking about. And another thing to make this particular image worse was the fact that he was not even looking towards the camera. So the whole image on Twitter was of the, all of the images of the kids um, while they were in class, but instead of it being an image of um, like his face looking directly into the camera, he's looking away while he's getting his haircut. So I know guys, I said it to you at the beginning of this episode, we have to operate in grace. We have to, I have told my fellow teachers, Hey guys, we have never been through this before, but we have to operate in grace. However, 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 comma, 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 please don't get taken care um, advantage of. <laughs> please don't allow anybody to take advantage of that. Yeah, he may have needed a haircut, but you know who's really looking at your hair during um, a pandemic, right? <laughs> you know, like my son's hair looked like they have rugs <laughs> they just um, put, pulled up off the floor and put on their scalp. Like, you know, we have to think differently about this. Guys, this is a child's education. We are supposed to be preparing our children for the future. And some people will say, oh, well, this is just one day. It may be one day that our kids need to change the world. Our kids may need to change the world here. And we're playing with their education. We're playing with their lives. We're playing with everything that they could possibly be for the sake of a haircut, for the sake of a breakfast sandwich. Aren't your kids worth more than that? Let's think about this, guys. Our kids are worth more than that. We are in a time that is very unprecedented. Nobody could have guessed this. Um, in December, that was the first time last year in December that I have ever done a vision board. But I promise you, there is no way anybody had this in their mind that our life and our existence would be as it is right now. So yes, I will say we can operate in grace, but don't 
Don't let somebody take advantage of you and don't take advantage of the system because our kids matter. Our kids' futures matter. We can't keep making excuses for the expectations that they're supposed to meet. Oh, well, they couldn't meet this expectation because, oh, he couldn't do his work because, oh, he couldn't do this because. Stop giving excuses. You're raising kids who continue to give excuses in a world that does not accept excuses, especially for people who look like me. I said it. Hey, it's the controversy. This is Laquita Middleton. I hope to see you all again. Let's get in it. Let's talk. And peace. Get with it.